a playlist original. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Breakfast Book Club podcast. I'm Emily, and today I'm joined by Lauren from at Lauren Keen Writing to discuss changing our opinions on books and whether or not we actually finish books we don't like. There are so many books discussed in this episode. Lauren's a huge non-fiction and thriller fan, so we discuss her favourite reads and which of them have inspired the novel she's currently writing. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Emily. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for being a guest. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I've just had a long day of work, so <laughs> it's good to talk to some people now because I, I feel like I'm just sat on my computer screen all day. Oh, yeah, I'm the same. It's like even Zoom calls, like, oh, human interaction. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know every chance I get I'm called if a colleague like sends a question to me I'm like I'll just zoom them yeah <laughs> we'll just have okay. a half an hour chat about that 30 seconds question <laughs> I know exactly yeah um so we'll start with our current reads so I'm currently reading the multi hyphen method by Emma Gannon have yeah, you I've heard of that one you haven't no no what's it about so basically the tagline is Work less, create more, and design a career that works for you. Which, I mean, is the goal. I like that. That that definitely sounds a bit of me. Yeah, I think you would actually really enjoy it. It's obviously non-fiction, but she worked in magazines. I think she worked for Condé Nast, and now she... It's called the multi-hyphen method because she has loads of different careers. It's just freelance she does little snippets of bits and every time I read it I'm like I need to get my laptop out so it's Mm -hmm. definitely not a nighttime read because you sat there at nine o'clock like oh I need I need to like write a business plan I need to sort everything out but first thing in the morning it's great (laughs) my friends always joke about me actually because they always say that I'm gonna have a million careers in my lifetime because I always (laughs) jump one thing to the next and I'm like okay done with that on to the next thing yeah I've always been like it I always have a million ideas in my head of what I want to do for a career and how I'm going to start a business so that sounds really good well I remember the very first day of uni the lecturer said to us like two generations ago people had on average or one generation ago people had on average five jobs in their whole life now millennials will have five careers in the whole life I was like yeah, yeah sounds about right <laughs> I feel like uh, it's just and I, I'm the sort of person that will do something for about a year and then think okay what's next where, where am I going now yeah <laughs> I get quite I get quite bored quite quickly <laughs> yeah well you'd probably enjoy this and working less creating more mm. is the dream who doesn't want that you'll have to send me the link actually to that book yeah I will yeah well my current read is Good Girl Bad Blood um, by Holly Jackson so reading the second series to the Good Good Girl's Guide to Murder um, it took me a while to get into it actually I don't know if you've read this series so I read A Good Girl's Guide to Murder last summer and I gave it a really bad review. I was like, I'm not reading the second one. And really? then about a week after reading it, I was like, oh, I really miss these characters. Like, I really want to know what happens. And I was like, maybe I need to redo my review to reflect that because 
it it wasn't it wasn't the best <laughs> but what, now I look like back that? I think I think the problem was it was the first like young adult book that I'd read since mm. being about like 15 mm. so I was looking at it from an adult thriller perspective and I was like mm, this just I don't know it just wasn't for me mm. and then now I think oh actually I really enjoyed that I've got so Holly Jackson's got a like a prequel coming out this month it's like a one pound world book day book so I've already got that on pre-order and I'm like I'm definitely a fan I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking when I first read it but yeah are you enjoying yeah. the second one I am. It, I mean, I'm around, I'm just over 100 pages in and I do think it had a really slow start and I have seen quite a few people on Bookstagram saying how much they loved the first one, but then the second one, not so much. Um, but I mean, it, I am enjoying it now. Now I'm just over 100 pages in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, getting, it's picking up a bit. It just had a little bit of a slow start, but it's definitely picking up. But I really, really liked the first one as well um it was actually I, your review when I seen that was it last month or the month before I was like if Lauren likes this like as the queen of thrillers I definitely was too harsh <laughs> no I know what you mean though because sometimes you read a book and maybe you're just not in the right frame of mind or you just you you read a really good book before that book and then the next one just doesn't live up to that book that you just read before yeah well, I think there's so many different factors that come into it when you are reviewing a book and definitely the, kind of the frame of mind you're in at that time and whether you are kind of ready to read a thriller yeah I think as well I read it back at the beginning of bookstagram well the beginning of bookstagram for me so I was reading all these like amazing hyped books mm. and it was, I, that could have had like a impact on it if I've gone from an absolute 10 out of 10 to mm. something that's not 10 out of 10 but definitely not bad is that a is that a bookstagram made you do it book 100% yeah I would not have I don't think I've ever even because it's young adult I wouldn't have I'd have seen it and thought no that's that's not yeah. for me that's something that bookstagram has like opened my eyes to that genre because I would have just written it off and been like no mm. I'm an adult <laughs> same me too but I actually thought it was I I don't know I thought it's better than some adult thrillers that I've read I would definitely say that I've read some really bad thrillers I feel like um but another bookstagram made me do it thriller it's an adult thriller pine I don't know if you've heard of that I've seen that on bookstagram was that on my shelf Mm. (laughs) did not enjoy that at all and the only reason I picked it up was because of bookstagram <laughs> but wouldn't really recommend that's like because I've seen so many people say oh this is amazing this is amazing and then I just never picked it up and then again I did see your review and was like oh if yeah. I want a thriller I should probably go and find one that Lauren said oh that's good <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, I, everyone's got their own opinion. Um, but yeah, I, it, it was a bit boring, I feel like, for me. Harsh, but... True, if you yeah. didn't like it, you didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for anybody listening, me and Lauren have actually recorded this about a week ago and we had some technical issues, so we're re-recording. But last time, Lauren, you were 
reading the switch and you were considering putting it down did you end up putting it down I did (laughs) I yeah I know so disappointing because I know so many people messaged me to say it was binge worthy and they read it over a couple of days and how much they loved it and I really really wish I loved it and I wanted to love it and I loved the flat share by Beth O'Leary and I just couldn't get into this one. I don't know if it's because, like, again, I wasn't in the right frame of mind for a really easy read and I wanted just something more (laughs) thriller-like. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I have put it down, but my mum is now reading it. So she's about halfway through and she's absolutely loving it. It is the sort of book that mums would love. I don't know if it's just because it's got a grandmother in it. (laughs) I was going to say, I think it's a grandmother. (laughs) So I think that was the, it sounds so bad to say, but I think with this, I, I love a book that switches point of views and I'm all for that, but I just couldn't gel with the grandma's point of view and yeah, I just couldn't get into it. So that was a DNF for me. Maybe I will pick it up again one day. I always feel like when I put a book down, even if I think to myself, oh, I'll pick that back up because I've put it down. It always just stops me. I'm like, oh, I'd rather read something that I'm mm. probably going to love instead. Yep, me too. I always say I will maybe pick it up again one day. I never do. Yeah, as I'm saying it, I'm like, no, this yeah. will not be picked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I do do that a lot. I, I have so, no problem kind of DNFing a book. I will, if I'm not into it, probably by 100 pages, then I will definitely put the book down. Yeah, I try and give them about 100 pages. I, so last month I read Dominicana, I'll say, okay. by... I'd done this last time as well, didn't I? I couldn't remember the name of the author. Angie Cruz. There we go. <laughs> Dominicana right. by Angie Cruz. And I put 20 pages in. I was like, I'm not loving this. And I thought, this is too soon to DNF. Like, not a chance. I put it on my story everyone's like no stick with it stick with it and ends up loving it and it, that is what gives me the dread like about putting a book down I'm like oh what if it does pick up 20 pages is a bit premature but I just always I get like serious FOMO yeah just in I case <laughs> really bad to the point where if I didn't like the first two pages <gasps> I, I would put it I just wouldn't that, that was <laughs> when I was a teenager and was a little bit more strict and I yeah I would probably read maybe the first chapter if the book is lucky but I I would often be able to tell within that first page first two pages if I was going to like the book and I probably missed out on a lot of really really good books from doing that yeah (laughs) I don't do that anymore and I actually used to refuse to read books told in the third person and would only read books told in the first person because I was just very kind of close-minded and was like no I don't like books told in the third person but now yeah I'll read everything (laughs) and yeah all all genres. It's so strange when you look back and you think why why did I think that like why wouldn't I just read a book in the third person? (laughs) And I don't even think about it now I'll read a book in the third person and it doesn't even register sometimes that it even is the third person. Yeah. Good book yeah. (laughs) so what would be your current favorite book my current favorite book oh this is 
tough actually I think the last time I read <laughs> on the beach and I'm now absolutely loving Colleen Hoover so I've read two of her books in the past month and it was Layla and Regretting You and both very different Layla was a paranormal romance and then Regretting You was I don't even know how to describe Regretting You romance slash there was a big tragic event involved and very sad but also a really lovely book um <laughs> but I yeah maybe maybe Layla is a favorite at the minute oh I've amazing a few people who have yeah loved it kind of people in my real life <laughs> yeah <laughs> I always think that's the test I know exactly it's not often I actually get to recommend books to people in my real life because not many none of my friends really like reading like I do I probably have about one friend so anything that I think is really good I'm like read this yeah I feel so pressured when like people in real life ask me for recommendations because I feel like on bookstagram you kind of can gauge what other like people who ask you you know the sort of stuff that they'd like and you're like oh this was really good and blah 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 whereas in real life it's like oh all this pressure because they're like oh you've got a book account so what would you recommend I'm like like 50 books which one do you want <laughs> I know like what genre do you like reading and there's, yeah. <laughs> there's so like many. if I give you I one bad review one bad recommendation you're never going to come back so <laughs> has to be a good one yeah yeah they put you on a pedal stool because you've yeah. got <laughs> all the suggestions would be amazing but I recently gave my auntie the chain and the um seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo yeah so she's she's currently reading both of those and she's enjoying them so <laughs> that's yeah good. So, fingers crossed <laughs> yeah yeah have you read Evelyn Hugo yes so I read Daisy Jones first like way back at the beginning of lockdown 1.0 and was obsessed with it and then joined bookstagram and everyone was obsessed with Evelyn Hugo so I was like oh I need to try this. I ended up loving it more than Daisy Jones. Not that it made it bad, but I just I just loved Evelyn Hugo. Me too. I did a poll on Instagram back before I'd read either of them to say which should I read first. And everyone actually said to read Daisy first because then you'll love Evelyn more. Yeah, I can see now that. I, yeah. Now I haven't read Daisy Jones, but I'm kind of scared to read it because I don't want to not love it and I don't want to be disappointed by it I think you'll still love it do you like the Fleetwood Mac type vibes because it gives off major like rock and roll in I mean I don't want to guess the decade of Fleetwood Mac because I can't remember it but (laughs) (laughs) whatever decade that was it gives off like it's really good Mm. um but it is yeah it is different to Evelyn Hugo it's Mm. still quite similar it's good I'm excited for her new book Malibu Rising yes um even the cover just excites me I've got it on pre-order I cannot wait Mm. when is it out May I need to pre-order it as well yeah that is at the top of my to-do list I think it was actually over Christmas I had like a glass of wine I was like hmm I I want to spend some money what will I what will I order (laughs) oh (laughs) I'll pre-order some books (laughs) All the best ideas come when you're drinking wine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the main question of this podcast is your most important read. 
So what would you say your most important read is? So my most important read, definitely nonfiction. I actually recently posted a reel on my account of five nonfiction books, which I absolutely loved. Um, and I know one of them we discussed last time and yeah. <laughs> you an app. it wasn't one of your favourites. Um, but I think one, one being um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I absolutely love that book. Um, and then Joe Dispenza, he's got a book called Becoming Supernatural. Absolutely love that. Um, Gabrielle Bernstein, she's got a book called The Universe Has Your Back. And that was probably one of the first books that I read when I started the whole self-development reading journey um, way back last year. So I actually only started getting into this genre probably, I think, last May it was. I bought that book and then since then I've kind of become a little bit obsessed <laughs> and <laughs> I keep keep buying more books um self-development books um another one recently actually that I bought Jay Shetty I don't know if you've heard of Jay Shetty no so he has a book called Think Like a Monk and he went out to yeah he went out to India for three years to become a monk and he's basically just written all about his time there, all of the teachings that he learned there. Um, it's really just kind of eye-opening as well and just kind of teaches you how to be more in the present moment and has kind of meditations and stuff that you can try. Um, we spoke so, about the last time, the meditations, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> I really struggle to meditate. Yeah. I know you're a big fan of it. Um, I don't know, like before lockdown, I would have... I don't want to say I would have always done a yoga class, but I would have occasionally, and that was nice. Like I could switch my brain off then, but I feel like that was probably more because I was trying not to die. Um, <laughs> it was usually a hot yoga class, and I was like melting, so I couldn't think of anything else. But that was that was fantastic because it served its purpose. Mm. I was more focused on like sweating. Um, but in terms of just sitting still, I really struggle with that. My brain just goes a hundred miles an hour. Um, mm. You mentioned last time guided meditations. Yeah, so I do a lot of guided meditations. I actually do some um, from Jay Shetty that he has. I also would just type into YouTube um, meditations and whatever I'm kind of feeling that day. There's a really good app. Um, not app sorry there's a podcast called mindful in minutes and it's just all meditations and they're for completely different kind of scenarios so meditation for a calm mind meditation for stress meditation for anxiety um and i absolutely love that podcast i probably do those meditations more than anything um but it is i i do find it difficult as well i my mind does wander a lot of the time when i'm sitting there but i do find if i've got a guided meditation they do keep bringing me back to that present moment more than if I'm just going to sit there on my own and close my eyes and yeah <laughs> okay, I really do that because I, I would definitely struggle then and I'm definitely someone whose mind runs at 100 miles per hour and I've constantly got all these thoughts going in my head um I struggle to meditate like in the afternoon I prefer to do it when I first wake up before I met before I start my day and work and then my thoughts really do start running wild so yeah I always find it's better in the morning 
So is that where your coffee thoughts come from? What your morning meditation? Yeah, so they they started around last last May, June, July, summer, <laughs> last summer. <laughs> um, I was just kind of like spitballing my thoughts, really. And I, I've always had a journal. I love journaling and will just uh, kind of sit and write away and ask myself questions and um, write the answers and stuff. So I then just started kind of voicing it on Instagram, my thoughts. Um, and it just kind of became a thing. People were messaging me saying how much they just enjoyed them and just it kind of helped them start their day as well just to hear the positive yeah. thoughts this morning. So I just kept doing it. And yeah, I really enjoy doing it, actually. I will make my coffee and just kind of sit there and look out the window <laughs> and <laughs> put my thoughts. But I actually, um, inside info, sometimes I will write my thoughts down the day before in a notes on my phone and then kind of add it the next morning. So throughout the day, I think of... I don't know, just a thought that's going through my head. I'll write it in my notes if I think it's kind of worth sharing and then I will use it for my morning thought the next day. Sometimes my morning thoughts are like afternoon thoughts from the day before. Yeah, that's fine. That's a thought. (laughs) A thought's a thought. (laughs) Yeah. So my most important book for this episode, I didn't actually do one the first time we recorded and then I realised as time went on, I was going to have to come up with some, well, a lot of important reads. <laughs> so the one for this week that goes along with my current read is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Have you ever read that one? I have. So I I don't know why I picked this one up. I don't know where I heard it. It was a few years ago and I was like, loved it. And it's one of those things I always come back to and every now and then I'll read something and go oh, that's what the big magic that, that, that's what I need to do that the big magic said <laughs> you need to do that yeah. and I feel like if if you haven't read it you'd be like what 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 are they on about but basically the big magic is well its tagline is creative living beyond fear and basically it says if you have an idea that idea has found you so you have to go with it or somebody else will yeah and I think that's so true because there's so many times like I haven't had any like Bill Gates type ideas but you have an idea you don't do anything about it and then two months later you're scrolling on Instagram and somebody else has created this product and it's you're like oh I wish I would have done that when I thought about it and now it's gone so I definitely believe these ideas are just floating about waiting for you to do something. Mm. You just have to do something with it. I absolutely loved that book. And I think if anyone is kind of a creative individual, they should definitely read it because it's it's she's just so inspiring as well. And I think it's it's so interesting the way she actually talks about ideas, like it's energy and yeah. it's a book of energy just bouncing around to different people waiting for someone to pick it up and actually use it and utilize it in the best way so it's yeah if, if you're a creative individual whether it's like writing or writing music singing uh, painting art like anything I would definitely recommend people read that 
Yeah, it's so good. Um, how is your writing coming along? I know you were writing a book. <laughs> I am. Good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't. So I haven't worked on my book for probably around six, seven months. I finished my fourth draft. So for anyone who doesn't know me, um, I'm writing a thriller, a psychological thriller, and I've been working on it for probably nearly three years now. I I got the idea, just I, I don't even know. It started as one idea, and then as I started writing, it just kind of expanded and blossomed into something I never even expected it to be um, and pretty much worked on it every day I did NaNoWriMo and I don't have you heard of NaNoWriMo no so it's um a writing challenge where you write 50,000 words in November so it's yeah basically (laughs) you're writing 50,000 words in November and that's pretty much what helped me finish um the book so I I probably had around 30,000 words of the book and then I did NaNoWriMo and that helped me finish the book and then it's kind of a community so you've got people supporting each other so it's really nice because you're not you don't feel alone doing it writing 50,000 words in a month you have to hit nearly like 2,000 words every day and if you're a writer it's it's difficult (laughs) yeah (laughs) block and stuff it it does get very hard um so finished it and then since then yeah I've done three more drafts and I've actually now decided to leave this story alone and put it aside and start fresh with something new so I've set myself a challenge in February to write for 30 minutes every day which I haven't been very good at sticking to, but I have written some and I have... That's good. Yeah, I've got a new idea kind of brewing. So I've been using my novel planner to help kind of just um, plan everything and get all my thoughts onto the page. And then, yeah, hopefully I'll have a new thriller um, started soon. Yeah. So is it going to be a thriller as well, this one? Yeah. Yeah 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 I feel like I was I was messing with the idea of writing a romance and then I just start I actually started to write it and I probably wrote about a chapter and I just knew that I'm no Colleen Hoover and (laughs) romance just doesn't come naturally to me so I think the thriller is where most of my knowledge is and it's what I love and it's what I probably know a lot better than the romance stuff yeah so. I mean if you enjoy your thriller it makes sense to write a thriller yeah exactly I love I love your novel planner as well um when I seen it I was like oh like I love lists and organizing stuff and when I seen the novel planner I was like oh my god I I need one of these I was like I have absolutely no intention of writing a book. I was like, you don't need one of these. <laughs> it's just well, nice, like, right. the way it's all laid out. <laughs> I know. I That actually was so random um, why I made that. I I was actually going to write a children's book. This was back, back last year when I was on furlough. I 
didn't really know what to do with my time so I thought I'm going to write a children's book started the children's book I actually wrote the children's book I just didn't do all the illustrations but I've got a booklet of all the illustrations that I started doing then realized not quite sure how I'm going to get these illustrations onto the computer to then make the book so it all just got a bit too too much and I don't think my brain really wanted to work it all out so instead I just thought I'll, I'll make a novel planner I'll just just randomly get you know those shower thoughts when just things come well, to you the most what, random time that's what big magic is isn't it mm, if yes. you wouldn't have done it some you could be scrolling through Instagram and looking at somebody else's novel planner Mm, exactly yeah someone would have had the idea so yeah so I then I planned it all on paper first um everything that I wanted to have in it and then just started working on the computer and putting it all together I loved doing it the formatting if anyone self-published a book they will know that formatting is an absolute nightmare (laughs) I do not envy you whatsoever trying to format like a planner or anything Mm. even like I'm working on a presentation for uni now and on powerpoint and that is stressing me out because everything's just slightly off or just a little bit wonky and I'm like how do people do this Mm. (laughs) it's so annoying and I'm not a perfectionist so if it was just for me I would I would have been so slapdash and would have just said yep that's fine whatever but because I knew it was going out to people I had to make sure that it was perfect and I made sure my mum went over it the it was more the editing was a nightmare because even though it's not kind of a full book so there's not an awful lot of editing there was still my grammar is appalling so my mum had to go through it gave it back to me I did the edit she (laughs) went back to her it probably went back and forth between both of us about 15 times (laughs) and to make sure that the whole thing was just consistent as well yeah um but it looks great from what I've seen it looks really good yeah no I Um, what would you say is your most anticipated read for this year Oh, so two of my favourite authors have books that, books coming out this year. Um, T.M. Logan, he has a book called Trust Me coming out. And I've actually got an advanced reader's copy of that, which I'm going to read next. So looking forward to that. It comes out in March. And then Alice Feeney as well has a book coming out called Rock, Paper, Scissors. And I think that comes out in the summer. I'm not too sure, but yeah looking forward to that one they're both authors that are sat on my shelf waiting really? to be read I actually have both The Holiday and The Catch by TM Logan so the last World Book Day back when we were all going to train stations and going to work <laughs> when I got off the train to go to work they were giving out free books for World Book Day so obviously I had to have one and it was The Holiday by TM Logan and I just it was from National Rail and I just thought, oh, this probably isn't the best book. I was like, oh, I'll just take it on holiday, read it there. And then once I joined Bookstagram and I seen everyone like reading the holiday, reading the catch, I was like, oh, hang on a minute. I've I've got a freebie of a good book here. <laughs> I've done well, but I still just haven't 
haven't picked it up yet so definitely mm. one one for this year yeah do you ever read a book or you've read a book maybe a couple of years ago and you think if I had read that book now would I have loved it as much as I did back then yes is the short answer yeah is that yeah. what the holiday is for you yeah, maybe because I I think Tim Tim Logan was one of the first thriller authors that I started reading back when he had his debut called Lies, and and absolutely loved it. And I think that's now why I have in my head that he's one of my favourite authors because I just remember how much I loved that. But I do, and I have read all of his books since then, and I do think with the holiday, it was I I gave it five four or five stars I think but I do think if I'd read it now having read all the thrillers that I have since then I don't know whether it would have scored as high but I do love his writing his writing is just really everyday easy writing style and yeah I think the the holiday is quite a tamed thriller as well oh that pissed me off a little bit if I'm reading a thriller I, I want a thriller Mm, the holiday wasn't very thrillery for me and it felt a little wife cheats on husband husband cheats on wife and I think I'm trying to step away from thriller books like that because they're just not really doing it for me anymore yeah that that is quite like not standard but such a common Mm. thing in thrillers is somebody cheats and then something happens Yeah, and I think that is why I liked A Good Girl's Guide to Murder so much because I was reading so many books that had wife kills husband, husband kills wife, cheating. (laughs) And it just felt like every book I was reading was the same. Like before A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, I read The Wife Stalker. I don't know if you've seen that that one. one, That's that's another thriller, but it was husband's cheating on wife and... I just I I DNF that book actually in the end because I just couldn't I couldn't keep reading it um so I think that's why I loved A Good Girl's Guide to Murder because it just didn't have that cheating killing well it did have the killing but not (laughs) aspect to it so it was just different it just had a different spin on a thriller which is what I liked to it you actually really inspired me on your bookstagram when you um, made some reels of your breakfast and how you like you were making it and you did the one of you baking as well. And yeah. I loved oh my gosh, it looked so good. It was so good. So I made it on the Friday and I was like, right, this will probably do us for a good few days. <laughs> it was gone by Sunday. We literally just ate it. Like, we didn't stop. I was like, right, okay, probably lay off the bacon because you're in lockdown you can't share it with anyone I'm like I'm just gonna have to uh, eat all of this between two of us that would can't be accepted but <laughs> I probably make I'm that person that will make banana bread <laughs> um I see so many memes um of people just saying don't you don't have to make banana bread to feel productive or whatever but <laughs> I I genuinely just love banana bread and I generally like baking so I will do it and it takes like 10 minutes to put it all together so yeah it doesn't take long um but I probably eat a banana bread a week by myself do you use cinnamon butter 
on your banana bread. Ooh, no. That is a game changer. So just cinnamon, butter, melt it, and then let it go hard again. Well, as hard as butter goes. And spread it on the banana bread. Oh, my God. It is unreal. It will make your banana bread addiction worse. (laughs) That sounds amazing. I love cinnamon, so I I would love that. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely want to try. So... We are coming to the end and that means I have two final questions. Your desert island book and breakfast. Mm. So desert island breakfast would definitely be pancakes. I used to eat pancakes every single day. (laughs) (laughs) I had time to make them in the morning. Um, So absolutely love them. All the toppings as well. Um. And then my book choice. So it would be a series. I know that's cheating. But <laughs> that is it, definitely cheating. But <laughs> yeah. It would be Noughts and Crosses um, by Mallory Blackman. Mallory Blackman was my favourite author growing up. I probably read every single one of her YA books. Absolutely loved her. Um, Noughts and Crosses, there's four books to the series. And she, five now actually, sorry. She recently... Um, released Crossfire which was the fifth book she waited about 15 years or so before (laughs) something like that I mean ages because I read this series when I was about 14 and fell in love with it I've read the entire series about three times so (laughs) and I've got the fifth one Crossfire that I still need to read I'm just a little bit scared to read it because you know when you love a book so much and you want the next one to be just as good and live up to expectations that's what I'm feeling right now so I think I might need to read the series again fourth time and then read the fifth one so I know what's going on but if anyone hasn't heard of Knots and Crosses it's a dystopian um series and there's a love story in it it also kind of touches upon race and it it switched so there's the noughts people and the crosses people i cannot remember which is which so it's either noughts are the white people crosses are the black people and they can't mix so it's kind of set um way back in the day where there was like segregation and stuff um and the white people are slaves to the black people so it yeah really interesting take on just kind of slavery and um how things kind of were back then but switched around um so really interesting we definitely recommend and it's always nice when there's a little love story in there as well so yeah (laughs) that would be serious and who would be your three bookish dinner guests my three bookish dinner guests so I think it would either be three thriller um writers so that would be Ruth Ware uh Riley Saga and either Michelle Campbell or Alice Feeney I kind of want them both <laughs> and then I can pick up all their minds so I can then write an ace thriller that's just as good as all of theirs um so it would either be those people or if I was to have maybe some people come for dessert I would have 
Brene Brown. <laughs> Just a, a different crowd for yeah. starters made and desserts. <laughs> Get the best of everything. Yeah. Um, Brene Brown, Elizabeth Gilbert, would love to pick up her mind, um, and Glennon Doyle. Yeah, that would be such a... Well, if you could do the starters made and dessert. That would be like the ideal dinner party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> if only. I feel like the the one with Brene Brown, Glennon Doyle, and Elizabeth Gilbert would be more like a therapy session, and yeah. <laughs> it would be very deep, and they would dive straight into your life and your childhood and everything. Yeah, like you just sat there trying to enjoy your dinner being yeah. interrogated about your history and everything yeah. yeah how did that affect you growing up I, th- I think it would be yeah it would I, know, be quite I, was just, I was just telling you a funny anecdote thanks <laughs> yeah um so that brings us to the end thank you so much for being a guest this has been great a lovely Tuesday evening and yeah, we've got you. it working this time so even better I know. <laughs> we'll actually be able to listen to this one back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, thank you so much for having me. Oh no, thank you for being a guest. It's been great. Thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of the Breakfast Book Club podcast. If you've enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe and follow me over on Instagram at the Breakfast Bye. <laughs>